Hello and welcome to True Crime People and Places, the podcast where we explore the world of true crime from an academic and personal perspective. I'm Linda Sage, a criminal psychologist with over four decades of experience working with some of the most dangerous individuals in the world. This is a fairly new podcast and we are developing the systems and growing our audience. So we appreciate your support and feedback. This podcast may contain discussions of violence, murder, sexual assault and other topics related to true crime. Listener discretion is advised. If you are sensitive to these topics, please be aware that this podcast may be triggering you. If at any time you feel overwhelmed or distressed, please take a break and seek support from a mental health professional or support organisation. Hi, and a very warm welcome. I'm Linda Sage, and this is the podcast True Crime People and Places. Together, we're going to look at the reality of non-fatal strangulation, the thin line between life and death. It's a subject that is uh, happening on a daily basis and is not as prioritised as so many. But it's one of the things that we really need to still be looking at. In June on 2022, actually the 7th of June, in England, Wales took a significant step forward in addressing domestic abuse by introducing the offence of non-fatal strangulation and suffocation. This groundbreaking development highlights the growing recognition of strangulation as a particularly dangerous aspect of domestic violence. Often intertwined with controlling and coercive behaviours, which we've done and talked about before in previous podcasts, and we will be going on to talk about a lot more in later podcasts, because it is a major issue that I deal with on a continuous basis. The neurological uh, consequences of non-fatal strangulation have been extensively studied, revealing a range of serious impacts on survivors including both physical and psychological outcomes. In this podcast, we're going to delve into the alarming neurological, psychological and cognitive changes that can result from such acts of violence. So neuropsychological outcomes show in studies exploring the consequences of non-fatal strangulation have revealed distressing findings or the lack of oxygen to the brain during these traumatic events can cause hypoxia to the brain and cause injuries and even a stroke. Survivors may experience neurological outcomes such as seizures, speech disorders, paralysis, changes to vision, voice and sensory loss. These physical consequences further underline the gravity of the act and highlight the urgent need for preventative measures and appropriate legal responses. Psychological outcomes of non-fatal strangulation has also linked to a host of severe psychological outcomes for survivors. Post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD as people know it, depression, Uh, suicidal uh, thoughts and actions and disassociation among some of the most prevalent consequences. The traumatic nature of the experience can have long-lasting effects on the survivor's mental well-being. 
often requiring professional support and therapeutic intervention. Recognising these psychological impacts is crucial for developing comprehensive support systems and tailor interventions for survivors of domestic abuse. There's also cognitive and behavioural changes in addition to the physical and psychological consequences of non-fatal strangulation. This can lead to profound cognitive and behavioural changes. Survivors may experience memory loss, difficulties such as problem solving, uh, problems and judgment and the increased tendency towards compliance with the abuser's demands. These cognitive impairments can have a profound effect on the survivor's ability to regain control over their life and to seek help. Raising, awareness, uh, raising awareness about these changes is vital for both legal professionals and support services to uh, understand the unique challenges faced by survivors and provide appropriate assistance. The introduction of the offence of non-fatal strangulation and suffocation in England and Wales represents a crucial step in addressing domestic abuse by recognising the gravity of this specific form of violence. The legislation acknowledges severe neuropsychological outcomes survivors may endure, from hypoxic uh, brain injury, PTSD and cognitive impairments. The impacts are far-reaching and demand comprehensive responses. It is imperative that society as a whole, including legal systems, health providers and support services, work collaboratively to raise awareness, provide support and prevent the occurrence of such acts. Together, we can create a safer and more comprehensive environment for survivors of domestic abuse, empowering them to rebuild their lives and heal the trauma that has endured. When we understand and we know more about it, but unfortunately, non-fatal strangulation, there is a really thin line between life and death. So though many people associate strangulation with lethal intent and criminality, it's essential to understand that even non-fatal strangulation can have severe consequences. Though non-fatal strangulation not, may not result directly in death, it poses an alarming risk of causing unintended fatalities due to its potential to escalate into murder. This podcast is looking at the um, physical side now of the um, and the psychological and physiological mechanisms involved in strangulation, shedding light on how seemingly non-lethal actions can easily turn fatal. Understanding the deadly ramifications of non-fatal strangulation can help raise awareness and prompt necessary actions to address this dangerous issue. There are devastating effects of strangulation on the body. Strangulation primarily targets the carotid artery and jugular blood vessels in the neck, two vital conduits that supply blood to the brain. Direct compression of the carotid arteries lead to a decreased or loss of cerebral blood flow, resulting in brain death. Similarly, compression of the jugular blood vessels can cause a quick death by producing cerebral hypoxia leading to a loss of muscular tone and further exacerbating the pressure on the cartoid arteries and the trachea. 
So the consequences of non-fatal strangulation can have severe and long-lasting consequences on the victim's health, both physically and psychologically. The direct pressure on the cartoid sinews can cause a significant drop in blood pressure, leading to bradycardia and other arrhythmias. This lack of blood flow to the brain can result in anoxic and hypoxic brain injuries, leading to cognitive impairment, memory loss, and other neurological deficits. There is also a precarious line between life and death. Uh, perhaps the most alarming aspect of non-fatal strangulation is how it can easily escalate into a fatal incident. As mentioned earlier, only 11 pounds of pressure applied to both the cartilage and arteries and a mere 10 seconds is enough to cause unconsciousness. Likewise, just 4.4 pounds of pressure applied to the jugular for 10 seconds can lead to unconsciousness, while 33 pounds of pressure on the trachea is required to completely close it off. A man's handshake has between 98 and 117 pounds of pressure. So it shows how easily fatalities can happen, even when they're not intended. There's seemingly, these seemingly small amounts of pressure and short direct durations can rapidly turn to a non-lethal action into a tragic and irreversible incident. In the heat of a moment, an assailant may not be aware of the lethal, lethal potential of their actions leading to unintended fatalities. In the case of jugular compression, the victim experiences cerebral hypoxia, which can cause unconsciousness. Furthermore, compromised muscle tone puts additional pressure on the cartoid arteries and trachea, further increasing the risk of fatal consequences. For the legal perspective, recognising the death potential of non-fatal strangulation, many jurisdictions have taken measures to address this issue. In several places, non-fatal strangulation has been criminalised with penalties depending on the severity of the intent of the act. These legal measures are aimed at deterring individuals from engaging in such dangerous behaviours and holding perpetrators accountable for their actions. In conclusion, non-fatal strangulation is far from a harmless act. It carries the potential to transform into a life-threatening situation rapidly. Understanding the psychological mechanisms involved in strangulation can help raise awareness about the dangers posed by seemingly non-lethal actions. It is crucial to continue spreading awareness about the consequences of non-fatal strangulation and to strengthen legal measures to protect potential victims. By shedding light on this issue, we can work towards creating a safer society for everybody. It's so important that people understand that this is not just um, a small issue. In, within the domestic violence um, armory, this is something that people turn to in quite a, a, a large proportion. And also people tend to gravitate this because it's very power orientated, it's very controlling for, uh, for the perpetrator and for uh, the, the loss of control for the victim. So it's an area that uh, doesn't get a huge amount of recognition, although it is getting better than it was, but it still needs an awful lot of work to do. So please 
you know, spread the word, put the information out. If you've uh, liked the podcast, then please you know, like, share, comment, because I very much appreciate as we are quite new and we're growing in um, uh, what we're doing. So I'd love to hear from you as well. If you have any topics that you would like to be uh, put out within the podcast. So I want to thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to being with you next time. And until then, take care for now. And uh, we will be back with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to True Crime People and Places. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you have any suggestions for future topics, please let us know. See you next time.